You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Some people just say, uh, thank God it's Friday. I say by the grace of God, it is Friday because, you know what? I want to be an original. Yes, there you go. So um, it is Friday. A short week for me because, you know, illness and everything. But uh, I hope you had a, a great week. And today we are going to bless you with a great show. Not saying that I'm some sort of a deity. It's just I put a lot of time into this, and uh, and it's going to be good. All right? It's going to be real good. Here's a number. <laughs> As I wheeze like a smoker. <coughs> there you go. Oh, boy, that's fantastic. Anyway, I wanted to start off with uh, the White House yesterday. I don't know if you do. You remember Eva Langoria? Remember Eva Langoria? She's a uh, an actress, and she was on Desperate Housewives. It was a TV show on ABC called Desperate Housewives, I guess, in the early aughts, right? In the 2000s, in the early 2000s, a Desperate Housewife was a really big deal. And uh, yesterday, uh, Joe Biden delivered some comments about uh, Eva Longoria, and, uh, and then he gave her a prolonged hug, and then as he's moving away from the hug, he tried to do a little uh, butta butta on her uh, chest a little bit here. Here's his comments yesterday. I also made something kind of uncomfortable about his age and her age when he met her. My name's Joe Biden. I'm Jill Biden's husband. Yeah, you know, that, that, that line just isn't really that great. It's really not worth repeating. I mean, you need some walk-on music. You need something. Be like a pro wrestler. Come up with something better. I'm uh, Rob Carson, and I'm Kelly's husband. Ha, okay, that works once. Thank you for that introduction. Thank you for that introduction. Congratulations on your... Congratulations on your... I accept. Don't know what he said. Your debut as a director, adding another accomplishment to an already incredible career. We've known each other a long time. She was 17, I was 40. There you go. That's he's talking about Eva Langoria, and then of course he gave her a long-lasting uh, hug. Remember that one he gave Hillary Clinton? I mean, like, I mean, how desperate are you to hug? Hillary Clinton, cop of feel, you know, all of that stuff. Yesterday, he went for it with uh, Eva Langoria. I want a man with a slow hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want a lover with an easy touch. She did the intercept. I want somebody who will spend some time. I'm just going to talk to the uh, guys here. I come and go in a heated You know, for instance, when you are uh, courting a female. Somebody who will understand. When it comes to love, I want a slow I, mean, I remember high school. I, I remember junior high. I remember the junior high uh, snowball dance, and Wendy Kai and I danced. And and I was, you know, you had to maintain the distance between you and Wendy Kai. You know, you know, if it was today, it would be some, uh, you know, whatever R and B or rap artist, and, and and Wendy literally would be bent over backwards, facing me. Uh, dry kind of me, you know, and I'd be like smacking her and, you know, all that. But then, back then, it was not that. It was not that. And and I remember when Wendy Kai's chest touched mine, and it was a millisecond. It was like, and I, and I mean, it was earth shattering. That's why I remember I danced with Wendy Kai for crying out loud. But Joe Biden, that has never left him. He's still doing it. He's still trying to cop a feel. And I never copped a feel. 
No, I never did that. You know, there, there's a time or two. You know, maybe you're, you're kind of with the, you're, you know, whatever, and and a date, and and you maybe go to lean in for a kiss, and she's not ready for a kiss, and you misread her cues, kind of thing. That happens. It happens with women too, not very often, because guys are, you know, we're horn dogs. But anyway, that's the way it is. But yesterday, Joe Biden literally. Uh, attempted, I guess, to cop a feel on Eva Langoria, and she did the intercept. She did the boop, oh, take the hands and don't even... Really? It, it's, just, uh, it's just a little bizarre. I mean, just a little bizarre that a grown man uh, does that in the first place, let alone after junior high. It's just kind of strange. It's just kind of strange. But we have a lot of other strangeness to get to on the, uh, on the radio show today. Uh, this is kind of interesting. A new poll. You've heard the expression banana republic. A lot of the times we don't understand what banana republic is. You know, it's a, it's a, a south of the equator, s- Central American, South American dictatorial. Uh, it happens all the time down there. You get these banana republics and people get in charge like Panama's uh, Manuel Noriega, uh, Fidel Castro, Daniel Ortega, blah, blah, blah. Well, Joe Biden is kind of leaning into the, you know, the banana republic dictatorship by literally going after his opponent, using the DOJ to take him out of the race because he doesn't want you to be able to vote and have a choice. And that's what it is. I mean, honestly, it's seven years of this. uh, Really? Seven years of everything thrown at Donald Trump and his family by the DOJ, by everybody, by the media, 99% of the stories negative, all that. And now nothing. There's nothing. So they're going for broke, and Joe Biden is literally using the DOJ in public, in the open, to go after Donald Trump to either imprison him, but definitely, certainly keep him from running for president again. Duh. That's Banana Republic stuff, right? So uh, Rasmussen reports teed up for likely voters. Uh, they they pose the, uh, the, the question after uh, Vivek Ramaswamy tweeted, this is an affront to every citizen. We cannot devolve into a Banana Republic where the party in power uses police force to arrest its political opponents. It's hypocritical for the DOJ to selectively prosecute Trump but not Biden, which is all very obvious. And so what they did is they decided to poll people on this. Likely voters. 58% of likely voters said Ramaswamy had it right that uh, Joe Biden is turning us into a banana republic. 46% agreed strongly, uh, said Rasmussen. 37% of Democrats agreed. What's more, 54% said the charges against Trump's are bad for America, but there uh, was far less agreement on how the charges will affect the 2024 presidential election. All right. So there you go. Most people are seeing this as the weaponization of the DOJ. They are. Even Democrats. Oh, it's crazy, right? And I would hope that Democrats, and I don't know, maybe there are some patriotic Democrats out there. And I use the, uh, the uh, statistic that 72% of us think the country is going in the wrong direction. You can only pin that on one person. That's the guy in the White House and the people in power. So there's got to be some Democrats there, and I would assume of that subgroup, they might be interested in perhaps allowing a free and fair election anybody. It's like Sodom and Gomorrah. Give me just one good man or woman or trans something or what. Anybody, just anybody who wants a free and fair election, can we at least do that? It would be kind of nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it just be nice? So now we know that at least 37% of Democrats say that, the, uh, that, that Biden is using the DOJ to throw the election. There you go. Kind of interesting. And then, you know what? This sort of stuff, this, this uh, global uh, New World Order kind of crap that uh, Alex Jones has been talking about forever, you know? Excuse me. 
had to cough. You know, and Alex Jones is, uh, you know, pretty out there sometimes, and sometimes he gets things right, uh, you know. But uh, uh, he he said basically that uh, this new world order thing's kind of taken over. And if you look at all the transgender nonsense and the racist nonsense and the uh, – they even want – they even want uh, – I think they even want uh, reparations in England where they didn't have slavery and, you know, when we did in the, in the, uh, after the founding of the country, before the founding of the country. So anyway, it, it's all happening around the world. The transgender stuff, the this, the that, this, it's happening in every country. It's not just America. So clearly it's not organic, right? So a new poll has found that 20% of Canadians, listen to this, in Canada, you know, that country north of us, Canada. That's a lot like America, but they say, oh, and stuff like that. You know, they sound like they're kind of from Minnesota. You know, those, those uh, Canadians from Canada. Anyway, 20% of them believe that the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and the Liberal Party deserve uh, to be reelected. Only 20% think that, that uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau uh, deserves to be reelected. That's interesting, because here, 66% of the American people, as polled by ABC just a couple weeks ago, said that if they think Donald if if Joe Biden gets elected again, it'll be disastrous for the country. It's kind of weird. And yet you got all these polls saying that Donald Trump can't beat uh, Joe Biden and Ron DeSantis can't beat Joe Biden. It's like you're almost being played or something. But you're not, are you? According to Abacus Data's, uh, Data's latest national survey, out of 81% who want change, 50% said there is a good alternative to true Trudeau, while 31% said there is not. 56% of those who want change and think there's a good alternative would vote conservative. 25% would vote for uh, the Liberal Party. So, you know, it's not working. It's not working around the world. Uh, in, in some cases, some other countries are leading our way to freedom. For instance, they did, they have the uh, moxie, the moxie, I said, to, uh, to do a trucker's convoy to Ottawa. That's the uh, capital of Canada, by the way. And, and then uh, Justin Trudeau ended up uh, getting their bank account information and destroying their lives. And it's kind of like what, I don't know, the, the Joe Biden's doing to the January the 6th people who were in Washington, D.C. for Donald Trump to protest the, the results. It's kind of weird that way, isn't it? It's just kind of weird. And then there's this. After all of this stuff, after all of this stuff, right? Donald Trump, seven years, two impeachments, two indictments after the he left office and, and uh, you know, Russia collusion hoax and the throwing of the 2016 and blah, 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 and all that stuff. Former President Donald Trump has experienced an 11-point <laughs> swing in his direction in the early primary state of New Hampshire. Wow. Following both his indictment and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis jumping into the presidential race, the latest National Research Inc. survey commissioned by American Greatness found that Donald Trump's lead is absolutely rocking the party. 44% to 12% from, for DeSantis. And that's not a bad deal. I mean, nothing against DeSantis. I'm not here to shred on DeSantis. I'm not here to get into that, get involved with that, you know, pissing match or what. I don't care. Uh, you know, I, I'm just dealing with a reality and what I see as the difference between this election and any other election in our history. And it is profoundly different because for the first time ever, the president of the United States is actively weaponizing the DOJ to go after the other candidate. Yeah, Banana Republic, right? Right? And then, and then uh, last night, I'm, I'm just checking out. I'm walking all of the interweb and I'm watching stuff. And I see Steve Bannon, who's a nutbag, right? Isn't he a nutbag? Isn't he extremist and all that? No, he's not. He's actually fantastic. I love Steve Bannon. 
Steve Bannon, and he echoed what I've been saying for a while now, that Donald Trump is not a candidate. Okay? Donald Trump is not a candidate for president. This, this is a fourth turning. We're in the middle of this. This is a fight. And it's not foregone how it's going to turn out. That's where you come in. This is, quite frankly, about you. This is what they're trying to remove, mm-hmm. is you and your voice. Yes. It's not Trump. It's not Tucker. It's not me. Yep. And President Trump knows that. He knows he's leaving a mo- is leading a movement. What? Uh, what, what, what did you just say? What, what is that? Tucker, it's not me. And President Trump knows that. He knows he's leaving a mo- is leading a movement. He's not a politician. He's never been a politician. That's why they're coming after him. Think about it. If you pull the camera back, it's so unprecedented. Yes. And I actually told the president like that. If if Donald Trump were the scumbag that they say he was and he cheats and all of this stuff, don't you suppose they would have found something after the seven-year rectal exam that the media and the DOJ and the IRS and different AGs have given him? Don't you suppose they might have found something instead of just making something up? Day after... He won that great comfort behind him. I said, this is going to be the nullification project. They're going to come. Now, I didn't know the depth to how they were breaking the law. I know. None of us thought that the federal government could be so stinking evil. You could feel it. This is smash mouth. This is not beanbag. This is funded by the Kochs, her running ads nonstop that Trump can't win. Trump can't win. Oh, well, that's where that poison. came from. That's where that came from. That's interesting. It's like somebody's almost trying to block you. From getting somewhere, like, I don't know, Eva Langoria blocking Joe Biden's hand. Oh, maybe that's not the next, <laughs> the best analogy. <laughs> so I've got a lot of stuff here on the show today. Uh, the number is 800-922-6680. Great audio yesterday on Capitol Hill with uh, people like Matt Gates going after uh, FBI officials who are stonewalling on Joe Biden's corruption. It's glorious. I'm telling you guys, uh, as uh, as Donald Trump said the other night, the seal has been broken, and now we get to see everything, and it's a glorious time to live in America to see all of this corruption and malfeasance so we can fix it. Hallelujah! 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's the Rob Carson Show. Why should we stop at pronouns? If we're going to include uh, part of, parts of speech, then we should all have all parts of speech. You've got your adjectives. I unpack my adjectives. You know, remember that? I'm just going to quote, quote Schoolhouse Rock because I learned more from Schoolhouse Rock than my English teacher. Uh, let's see. There's interjections, show excitement or emotion. There's verbs. Verbs. That's what's happening. Uh, let me see what else. Interjection, conjunction, junction. What? My conjunctions are and, but, nor. You know, they'll get you pretty far. Uh, so I use all of them. I, I don't just stop at pronouns. I like to use uh, my my adjectives, which are awesome and excellent, and my and my uh, interjections, which are hell and yeah. Why not? Do I stop at just pronouns? What's a pronoun? Seriously. Wouldn't you rather look at a, a resume from some kid that, I'm, I'm going to be serious for a second. If you got a resume from someone who just had preferred pronouns on their resume, would you not look at that and go, that's going to be a problem because that person is going to be a pill. 
But if you saw somebody on there who said my pronouns are he and him or she and her, my adjectives are awesome and excellent, and my interjections are hell and yeah, you'd hire them tomorrow. Right? You would. Because that's like saying bleep you to the man. And also showing a sense of humor. So if you use that, kids, in your uh, resumes and you land the job, uh, you owe me. I'll just say that. So uh, the Bidens coerced Burisma to pay $10 million in bribes, says the credible FBI source. Of course, the media is doing their level best. It's really funny. Not even going after the biggest story of corruption in the history of the country. And they're literally doing what they always do. They're trying to flip it. They're trying to say that, uh, you know, the, the Donald Trump is the most corrupt person in history. I'm serious. Listen, this is hilarious. Seven years of persecution, not one damn thing out of it, right? And yet this, this Jack Weed, what's his name? This Michael Tomaski, he was all over the news yesterday, and he's literally trying to flip it. Instead of saying, oh, I broke the law, well, you're the one who broke the law, or I'm the most corrupt. No, the most corrupt is, and without any evidence, just saying it and thinking it'll work. Here he is, and then I want you to listen to Rob Schmidt last night on Newsmax, taking him to task because he said it, he took him down in just seconds. It's fantastic. They know that they're about to hitch their wagon to the most corrupt man who's ever been president or run for president. Show me anything after all of the investigations and persecutions that show he did anything wrong. So part the flip side of that coin is that they have to dirty up Joe Biden. This supposed five, Yes, we're, we're dirtying Joe up. $5 million bribe that he allegedly took from somebody in Ukraine is an old story. Rudy Giuliani was peddling it many years ago. Yeah, because the FBI sat on it. And it was, and, and uh, Bill Barr, when he was attorney general... Uh, uh, he's a giant flaming... Well, never mind. Pointed a special prosecutor to look into it. It's apparently dropped, although the U.S. attorney in Delaware is supposedly... No, nope, it was never dropped. ...looking into it. But look, you know, do I know for a fact that Joe Biden, Biden never took a bribe? Well, of course not. Anything's possible, I suppose. But I do know... He's leaving himself a little uh, wriggle, wriggle room when Joe Biden's removed from office. Oh, for a fact that a couple of things. Joe Biden's been in public life for half a century, yeah. and we've never seen any financial scandal attached to his name. That's because the FBI's in the back pocket of the Democrat Party. wonder how you breathe with your head that far up the White House's butt. There you go. There's the shot right there. <laughs> Let's hear that smooth transition. This is the best thing on television at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Mr. Rob Schmidt, listen to him just distill this. I suppose. But I do know for a fact that... A couple of things. Joe Biden's been in public life for half a century, yeah. and we've never seen any financial scandal attached to his name. wonder how you breathe with your head that far up the White House's butt. It's quite impressive. All of that was lies. Every single bit. That was like a 40-second soundbite, all lies. Yes. Bill Barr himself, a man who would vote for Biden over Trump in a heartbeat, debunked. Are you getting this kind of commentary from Fox? I don't think so. All of that a week ago. That was from today. Tomaski knows that. He knows all of those talking points have been totally debunked. He's just playing dumb. He's hoping his audience is just as dumb. And that's what they rely on. But the thing is, it's starting to get out. By the way, the Federalist uh, said that the Bureau refused to either confirm or deny the DOJ under bar, sent the FD-1023 to Delaware for further investigation. Uh, and apparently, Jamie Raskin was the first person to say that Barr had uh, dropped the investigation. Turns out, that was a lie. It's ongoing. It's just the FBI is sitting on it and not doing anything. Do you get it yet? 
much more fun. Your phone calls, 800-922-6680. Coming up on this edition of The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. In the dead of night, you're lying in bed. Suddenly, you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength disabilities or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back, and you're ready to fire. That is pretty ingenious, actually. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience, available with all EAA Corp. distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. eaacorp.com. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Now, you remember when I said that uh, Michael Tomaski said that, uh, that Bill Barr and the FBI had dropped the investigation of uh, Hunter Biden... Uh, in Delaware, and uh, that was uh, that was apparently an untruth. An untruth. This is uh, this is actually what happened. Oh, you're going to hear Ted uh, Cruz and uh, Josh Hawley, and then you're going to hear uh, Jim Comer of the uh, of the Congress. Listen to this real quick. Do you have those 17 recordings? I'm not going to comment on any investigative matters. It's unclassified. Don't you think the American people have a right to see it, uh, Senator? The document, as you know, contains sensitive information that has bearing on the life of the source of the information, potentially. Well, according to what the oligarch told the FBI informant, uh, was that uh, they had 17 recordings, uh, two of President Joe Biden, the others of his son, uh, accepting bribes and talking about the terms of the bribe. That's kind of a big deal. It's, 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 in fact, it's the biggest deal ever in American history. Is the FBI never did one single thing to investigate this. The, the oligarch also referred to Joe Biden as the big guy. Oh, nothing damning here. Had just the guy who actually gave him the money Called him the big guy, which is referred to in Tony Bobolinsky's emails. And Tony Bobolinsky was a business associate. Oh, and I heard this morning Devin Archer. Devin Archer is going to comply with the uh, with Congress, and he's going to testify. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, fan meet feces, feces meet fan. This information no one would have known about, but the informant tells the FBI, and, and what. Whether it's the FBI, the DOJ, or the IRS, anything pertaining to Joe Biden or his family, they were told to stand down. They were told to stand down. Well, now we have the answer to our question, don't we? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, this is this is going to be this is an article from uh, Margot Cleveland. Margot Cleveland wrote this, and she's awesome, by the way. Uh, the FD 1023 form that we've heard about so much. 
Uh, the confidential human source summarized earlier meetings he had with Solchevsky, who was the guy who was uh, in charge of Burisma. Okay, his name is Burisma founder Mikola Zolchevsky. Uh, he has 17 recordings implicating the Biden in a pay-to-play, and the reason why he kept the audio is because he wanted insurance in case they decided to screw him over and the, if this became public. So he wanted to be able to do a little CYA, right? So anyway, uh, he was in charge of the, uh, of the company, and uh, he was apparently told that uh, uh, stay away from the Bidens. But he went ahead, and then after Trump defeated Hillary Clinton in 2016, uh, they asked Cholchesky if he was upset Trump won. Cholchesky allegedly uh, said he was dismayed by Trump's victory, fearing an investigation would reveal his payments to the Biden family. According to the CHS, the Burisma executive bemoaned the the situation, claiming the Bidens had coerced him into paying the bribes. So he went and got the money and said, hey, hey, it's a shakedown cruise. Uh, anyway, the CHS uh, responded that he hoped Cholchesky had taken precautions to protect himself, which, you know, you, you always want to use protection. I'm just going to tell you, the kids are listening right now. Uh, you wear some sort or have some sort of protection when you're going to shake down a Ukrainian oligarch. Zolchevsky then allegedly detailed the steps he had taken to uh, avoid detection, stressing that he never paid the big guy, he called him the big guy, directly, and that it would take 10 years to unravel the various money trails. Uh, CHS Intel was related to the information Rudy Giuliani had provided the Western District of Pennsylvania's office. Then Attorney General William Barr had tasked with reviewing any new information related to Ukraine. But it looks like Bill Barr, with his very large and copious posterior, sat on it. Yeah, he sat on it. Let's go to some red-hot testimony yesterday on Capitol Hill. It was pretty awesome. You had Matt Gates. He was going after this guy. He's the head of uh, FBI security, okay, the uh, national security, Matthew Olson, all right? This is Matt Gates. Just asking, because this is a really, really big story, uh, where is the laptop, by the way? Is Hunter Biden a national security threat? And that's not a question that would come up before me, uh, Congressman. You're the head of the in, National Security Division, so it seems sort of on the nose. Now, I want you to listen to the testimony because it sounds exactly like every other person who has been called to testify before Republican committees as long as Joe Biden has been the president. It's the same modus operandi. It's not in my practice or experience to identify individuals and, and to We've label that any individual American citizen or any individual as a national yeah. security threat. Mm-hmm. Well, you would certainly concede that if the adult offspring of the president of the United States or the vice president were... Now, depending on whether he was born with a pee-pee or a nina, uh, the, the first one would be a boy and the second one would be a girl. I mean, if you're looking at traditional standards. In other words, they're talking about his son. Compromised, that would be a national security threat, right? We speak through our filings in court, uh, and we speak through our actions in in, in open court. Um, so I, okay, well, how, I would speak to this. Where's the laptop? There you go. There Do you know you go. where Hunter Biden's laptop is? Again, I'm not going to talk about any potential well, ongoing you know investigation where it is? as I sit here. Do you know where it is? I'm not going to talk about any ongoing you, you, investigation. You come here and you tell I us you follow here. the facts and the law, but you can't even follow a laptop that you guys have had for three years. We follow the facts and the law, and we speak... Uh, four years. It was 2019. ...in open court about our yeah, cases. but you aren't speaking about this, but you know who is speaking about it? Who? The whistleblowers from the FBI who've uh. gone to, to Senator Grassley and said that you guys purposefully take any information that is that is derogatory about Hunter Biden 
and you go and rat hole it so that you never have to speak about it in any circumstance. But the good news is you're not the only ones with that laptop. So Patrick Ho was convicted of bribing government officials in Africa, and he gave a million bucks to Hunter Biden. Which means that Hunter Biden hired a Ho for $1 million. Are you familiar with that? Patrick Ho. I'm not going to speak about any ongoing investigation. I is can, that an ongoing, I can assure is you that, that an ongoing investigation? I believe he also hired a Solcheski. I can, I'm not going to, Patrick I'm not going to speak about any potential ongoing investigation. Don't you see that that degrades the country's like belief in you guys when you have whistleblowers saying that you're purposefully rat-holing this information and then you come here and say you won't talk about it? Yeah. I mean, you know. The biggest story, the biggest, uh, uh, the biggest scandal we've ever seen in American history. We have a president of the United States who sold influence for money, enriched his family beyond our wildest dreams while the country went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. And, and here's this jackweed on Capitol Hill saying, oh, I don't know where the... He didn't even say he didn't acknowledge the laptop. Now, remember, last March, Matt Gates was talking to the, uh, the deputy cybersecurity director and, and this is literally three years after they got Hunter Biden's laptop. Listen to this and remind, or just want to remind you how close this sounds to the guy you just heard from on Capitol Hill yesterday. So where is it? The laptop. Sir, I'm not here to talk about My the laptop. Purview. I'm here to talk about the FBI Listen. cyber program. You are the assistant director of FBI cyber. I want to know where Hunter Biden's laptop is. Where is it? Sir, I don't know that answer. That is astonishing to me. Is, has, has FBI, the FBI, everybody in the FBI knows where the bloody laptop is. I cyber assess. It's right next to the Ark of the Covenant in that big warehouse at the end of Indiana Jones, the first movie. Whether or not Hunter Biden's laptop could be a point of vulnerability, allowing America's enemies to hurt our country. Sir, the FBI cyber program is based off of what's codified in Title 18. Or, um, Title 18, Section 1030, a code. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's the gobbledygook. They always throw the gobbledygook out there. They think it's actually going to work. This is how academics who don't know D-word, they, they just kind of sh shut down students and stuff because they, they come up with this giant, you know, uh, bloated expression, and then the student just kind of goes, oh, okay, uh, whatever. That doesn't work here. Which talks about computer intrusions, right, using nefarious intent. Network well, you've talked about passwords here. I mean, Hunter Biden's password on his laptop was Hunter02. He drops it off at a repair store. I'm holding the receipt from Max Computer Repair, where in December 2019, they turned over this laptop to the FBI. And what now you're telling me right here is that as the assistant director of FBI Cyber, you don't know where this is after it was turned over to you three years ago. Yes, sir. That's an accurate statement. Oh, yeah, and then this is what Matt did to that guy uh, literally uh, a year ago, March. So where is it, Mr. Chairman? I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record of this committee the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop. Now listen to Jerry Nadler trying to shut him down. Uh, no, we can't do that. And he got it through. Listen. I'm not. There's no objection to that. I've, ne I've never had. I will object long. pending further uh, investigation. And what's the basis of that objection? It's a unanimous consent request, and I object pending. Well, I have a subsequent question. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record the receipt. It may very well be. From the Mac shop. It may very well be 
entered into the record after we look at it further. Mr. Chairman, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record the receipt from the Department Mr. of Justice Chairman, this is to Ms. the Mac shop. This is Val Demings literally jumping on the intercom to interfere in the last 30 seconds of his testimony. Next, or, without, or am I without, next? Without, without objection. Oh, wow. Gentlemen, is recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. After a consultation with majority staff, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record of this committee content from, files from, and copies from the Hunter Biden laptop. There you go. And yet the media still to this day, although they're just not talking about it, did this. They have said that this is, has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. More than 50 former intelligence officials signed on to a letter yesterday saying that the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's emails has, quote, all of the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. This is what the president was just talking about. The letter signatories span four administrations, including the current one, and include former CIA directors John Brennan, Michael Hayden, and Leon Panetta. Today, more than 50 former intelligence officers said Trump's phony Hunter Biden scandal has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. They still are not even recognizing the story, even though everybody in America knows. That's how stupid these people are. They really think they're going to get away with it. They really, really do. They think they're going to get away with it. It ain't going to work. Uh, the seal has been broken. This is uh, Jim Comer talking with Maria Bartiromo about why in the hell Joe Biden hasn't been impeached yet. Look, Christopher Ray uh, has no control over the FBI. One thing that I've learned from dealing with Grassley's whistleblowers is that this isn't an organization in disarray. No one has confidence in leadership at the top. You yep. have bureaucrats, deep state bureaucrats who are running the show. Yep. They're partisan. They want to get Donald Trump. Yep. Uh, they don't care what Joe Biden does because Joe Biden can be controlled. So we have issues with the FBI, but my investigation is about following the money. We're going to continue to follow the money. And Maria, I can assure you there's more money that we're going to be able to identify uh -oh. that, that was transferred between foreign nationals in other countries and the Biden family. This is going to be hard for Joe Biden to explain, and it's not going to go away. This is going to be an issue, and I think eventually the mainstream media will, will turn on Joe Biden and start asking the real questions. What did your family do to receive all this money? What number are you up to now? How much have you identified of the money he's taken in? From far we have more bank. We have more bank records coming in, but I, but we're going to exceed 10 million this okay. week, right. and I think we'll get up between 20 and 30 million dollars. Isn't it interesting? And I and I mentioned this years ago about Hillary Clinton, and I said that she admires the oligarchy, and and we're discovering that this is kind of the model. Right. George Soros kind of set the uh, the template for creating an oligarchy impacting politics. But uh, Hillary Clinton has actually made the oligarch into politicians. And consequently, we've had uh, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, in the White House with him, uh, Barack Obama and, and Joe Biden become richer than most Americans wildest dreams for public office service in the White House. Left the White House, got filthy, filthy rich. In, in this case, Joe Biden was making money while he was VP and acquired up to 30 million, maybe even more uh, dollars from foreign entities. Uh, this is the oligarchy that I've been warning you about. This is, this is what it is. They're perfectly fine with enriching themselves using the power of the, their membership and the board of directors of a $6.5 trillion company to take the money that we have and that we send to D.C. 
and pay off their friends. And then those friends make the people in power or recently out of power filthy, 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 stinking rich. Welcome to it. Last night, I think it was on uh, Rob Schmidt's show, um, but uh, I, I believe it was Christine Elm said there's, there's much coming out in the next couple of weeks. And it's going to become so overwhelming that it cannot be ignored anymore by the mainstream media. But by then, it will, to be le- it will be too late for the mainstream media to recover because they're done for their lies and propaganda. All right, let's take a break. Come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. Tonight is uh, Pride Night at the uh, Dodgers Stadium. I hope it does a face plant. You know, they got that at... Uh, sisters of perpetual indulgence who are i mean uh, they're they're satanists they don't they don't worship god they're not catholics they're not uh, they're not christians in any way shape or form you don't uh, put uh, god jesus christ on a cross uh, scantily clad with uh, with another man in a g string uh, dancing around him like he's a stripper yeah that's not christian so I hope it does a massive face plant at Dodger Stadium. I hope nobody shows up. So uh, we all know that the FBI has been sitting on Hunter Biden's laptop. We know the FBI or the, uh, the uh, IRS has been investigating uh, Hunter Biden for years for, elect- or for tax fraud. And uh, we just found out the DOJ fired the people in charge of that investigation. Yet our DOJ is literally creating charges out of nothing to go after Donald Trump. Search Mar-a-Lago, find something, anything to charge him with, and then make up those charges. Indicting Trump for no good reason. Jack Smith should be charged with treason. Amen. The DOJ should force Jack to resign. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. For crossing the line, crossing the line, line. Jack Smith's causing great division. I'll do the low part. Trying to put Trump in prison when Sleepy Joe don't even face a fine. Here it comes. For crossing the line, crossing the line, line. Crossing the line, crossing the line, line. Pretty good, huh? Joe took more documents on his. He didn't even lock the door, but he doesn't FaceTime. No, 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 no. Crossing the line, crossing the line, line. Crossing the line, crossing the line, line. So last night on, uh, NB- is it NBC, CBS, NBC, PBS, PBR, whatever the hell, uh, Nora O'Donnell went after Nancy Mace and said, did you read the report about Donald Trump and the 37 charges? I want to ask you, did you read through the whole 49-page indictment? Well, yes, I did, you snotty little. I, I absolutely did. Uh, I try to educate myself on what's actually happening, but I have to be honest with you. Unlike your viewers, Nora. You and I, I'm someone, I've had my ups and downs with Donald Trump over the years. We've had, that's been very public, but I just can't get beyond the fact that the precedent for how we handle classified information was first set when the DOJ and the FBI decided not to indict Hillary Clinton, who oh, had a yeah. private server. It was that. But classified information on that server, server who obstructed justice wasn't even president, wasn't even a former 
president, but was a, was going to be a presidential candidate. And that was the precedent that was I've set. I've heard you and make this today, argument, Congresswoman. I know, but then I see this today, you, and it really is shocking to me. Yes, and I wanted to drill down. Yeah, a little bit of trying to, uh, trying to filibuster. Here's a little bit more. Standard because under Hillary Clinton, she was let go. She was not indicted. She did. She had classified documents yeah. on her server. They tried to obstruct it, and she was able. She to also threw a bag of kittens into a river. That's what I've heard. I'm not uh, confirming it. Walk away. So if that's the standard, then you had Mike Pence who had classified. Would you put it past her? Documents in his home. Then you had Joe Biden who had classified documents spread across the country in different boxes, including unsecured yeah. in his garage. If he, if Trump's going to be indicted, so. Too then should be Joe Biden. That's true. I also can't get beyond the fact that that every time we find corruption, evidence of corruption on Joe Biden, Donald Trump gets indicted. I mean, that's weird. what I see Isn't just as an everyday American, yeah. as someone who hasn't Trump. seen eye to eye with Donald Trump, and that's how we're going to operate. I don't think it's the right way, and I think it's... Yeah, they call that wagging the dog, by the way. Uh, Bill Clinton did that every time that something came out about him screwing somebody in the White House. He'd bomb an aspirin factory. Same thing. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. You know, everybody's reporting the same stories, the same spin. You turn the channel, it's always the same. But not us. We're different. We report the real news. No spin, just the facts. Turn to us, and you won't turn back. Tune in to Rob Schmidt tonight on Newsmax.